0: Welcome to the Lens Podcast, where we talk about current events, news, family, church, and life from a biblical worldview. We want to help people think about these things through the lens of the Bible. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Brian and Brian.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lens Podcast today. My name is Brian Hanson.
0: And I'm Brian Solomon. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Typically, Brian, we've got three segments that kind of uh, give structure to our podcast. Uh, Today, uh, we have no structure. Rather, we're having just a general conversation about church and uh, specifically about uh, what should a person look for when they're thinking about uh, a healthy church.
1: Yeah. And, and let's just put this in perspective. Uh, so let, let's say that you're a, a new believer. You uh, you are newly a convert who has come to Christ, and now you're looking for that church that will help uh, uh, disciple you, make you into the person that you should be. Maybe you're a college student who has now gone out, out from from home for the first time, or maybe you've just moved. And you're like, uh, what, what are things that I need to look for when I'm looking for a new church, but a, a, a healthy church, one mm-hmm. that is going to uh, meet my needs. And so that's kind of the yeah. – uh, you, you mentioned the topic, and maybe those are some helpful hints as we're um, – Yeah,
0: so, uh, Brian, you and I, we, we connect with a lot of young professionals at yeah. the Ohio State House. Every yeah. week we've got a Bible study for legislative aides and capital staff, and many who come to our Bible study are young professionals who are – uh, not necessarily Columbus, Ohio natives. Rather, they've kind of moved in, and they're always asking us, "Hey, do you know of a good church?" Yeah. And that gives us an opportunity to have that kind of conversation with them. So, yeah. so Brian, uh, let me put you on the spot then. Oh, please do. And uh, and if you were to say, um, highlight three things. Three.
1: Okay, I there's thought more you might go three. for one, but okay. But, uh, we'll but go if you three. if
0: you were to say, hey, these are the three things you need to look for when considering a healthy church, yeah. what are the three things that you would look for?
1: Well, so there there are so many churches out there, you know, sure. depending on what town you go to or city you go to, there's gonna be a church on every street corner. And you might think, well, hey, I'll just pick one because that's you know, it's obviously a church. They're all the same. Au contraire, they are not the same. So what would be like the the Primary, the most important thing that I would be looking for, and that would be the authority of the Word of God. Uh, there are so many people right now, so many churches, pastors, even who uh, look at the Word of God like it's just a tool, it's a resource to use. But uh, can the Word of God fit into the culture of the day? Uh, how how do how how do we manipulate the Bible to fit into the culture? That's right. Instead of it being reversed, so the Bible is the authority, right? And if Listen, this this is easy stuff. This is 101. Grab grab a hold of this right now. If you are looking for a church and you go to a church and they do not claim that the Bible is inspired 100% the authoritative word of God, run. Mm -hmm. On the other hand... If they do uh, agree with that, and that that is the basis of their centrality of being a church, then okay, at least at least we have a, a landing place now that we know okay, Or starting point. Yeah, so th- this is this is the uh, the. One of the primary foundations of the church. And then to go along with that, okay, and I'll, I'll speed it up here, uh, expository preaching. So there's a, a what, what is expository preaching? It is, it is book by book, verse by verse, you know, uh, putting it in context. What does the Bible have to say? And that is compared to somebody that just shows up and says, well, you know, today we're going to talk about... Um, whatever the topic is anxiety you know what does the bible say now that's not to say that they can never do that but that's not the primary focus of of the uh, the church and then maybe the third thing i would say brian uh, is is it gospel uh centered uh is the, does the gospel kind of breathe in everything every aspect of that church or is the church just most, mostly gathered on worship or is it gathered on helping the homeless or is it Well, you know, what's the primary central point of the Mm -hmm. church? And so we would say, is it gospel centric?
0: Yeah, no, I'd I'd agree with those things. So um, preaching, Mm -hmm. expository preaching is top of my list for sure. And I think it uh, uh, is the starting point as you and I interact with uh, young professionals looking for a church or people in general looking for a church. Hey, does does the place preach God's word? And, and, and that's different as opposed to the, the pastor who gets up and just um, pontificates or shares his opinion on current events or that sort of thing. But
1: why do you think that that is so important, that uh, that that there is such a thing as expository preaching? What's the benefit of that?
0: Yeah, the benefit of that is is thinking about life. Um, Brian, I, I like you a lot. You're a friend of mine. Uh, you've got a lot of wisdom and a lot of good things to say. Um but uh, the, the best thing you can do for me as a friend is uh, is tell me what God's Word says on any particular topic. And so when you think about the church, the church is the bride of Christ. Uh, the church is the body of Christ. Uh, the church is built on the uh, precepts and the promises of Scripture, the words of Christ. So, uh, you know, when when Jesus... He lived, he died, he was uh, uh, buried, rose again. And after he rose again, before he ascended into heaven, he told his disciples, hey, look, this is what I want you to do. He says, I want you to go and make other disciples of me, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And so the way that the church is supposed to go about its business is to conduct its life, to fulfill its mission is to teach the words of Jesus, not the words of Brian Hanson or Brian Solomon. Okay. And so, so that's, that's the big thing that's different. And, and we've got a lot of churches who have leaders who are charismatic. They're good looking, they're articulate. Uh, they, they get up and they're pleasant to listen to. And you know what? The things that they may say might be okay, but it's not authoritative because it's not the words of God.
1: Yeah. So as you were talking there, and we're talking about expository preaching. It, so when we say that the Bible is all authoritative, we say what what we mean by that is the Bible was given to us by men, by authors, but it was given to them by God. So the words that they wrote, the very essence and every word that they, that they wrote was inspired. It was God breathed. It was given to them by God. And so, so now we also believe that the Bible is relevant for every issue in life. It talks about everything. There's not one thing in life that it doesn't that it doesn't broach at some point. So if you if you go through the Bible verse by verse, book by book, verse by verse, it will talk about every aspect of life. And so there are there are methods by which to to do expository preaching. In other words, this the Bible can't mean something different for you or me than it meant for the original readers. Right, so that's why there's so much work that goes into. Well, what was the context? What was going on at the time when the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Galatians to the to the, ch- the 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 church in Galatia? What was going on in that time period? And that's so relevant to be able to pick apart and understand why it's relevant for us today. So expository preaching, the authority of the Word of God is is uh, centrality. It's fundamental for sure. Yeah. And so, what would be a couple other things that might come? Well, to your mind?
0: Well, so a, a couple other things that would that would come to my mind when thinking about uh, getting connected to a, a, a particular local church is is one is uh, the the idea of fellowship. Are there avenues for me to get connected to the body? Uh, are there there are small groups or classes, um, um, activities, events for me to get connected to get to know the people? Um, they're in the church, not just a, a knowledge about them, but to actually share life with them. Uh, we're getting together. We're, it's a place where we could gather together for prayer, uh, where we can hang out and in. in Cultivate a good friendship uh, where we could serve together uh, with one another. And so those those are uh, uh, things to consider so when le- looking at a church.
1: Let me bounce off of that. Uh, you and I were talking a little bit about this on the way here. One of the things that uh, we hear a lot about uh, right now is the word community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking for community. I, I want to find community. And I think, you know, what do people mean when they say that? They want somebody that they can do life with. Maybe it's their same age bracket or they think alike or they don't have kids or they do have mm-hmm. kids, but they're looking for community. Ah. What do you think, Brian?
0: Yeah, so the the easy maybe low hanging fruit of community. I mean, commu- to me, community and fellowship really are synonymous. They go they go hand in hand. So when we talk about fellowship, we're really talking about community. Community and so community isn't necessarily a geographic place, but rather um, the point at which people connect with one another. There are some who think, man, I can only I really only want to have community with people in my own age demographic. So, hey, look, I'm uh, young married. And so I only want to connect with other young married couples. The problem with that is young married couples don't stay young for very long. They get old, just like everybody else. They also have children. And so young married uh, couples, they get older and they have kids. And so then it's like, well, I only want to connect, have fellowship, have community with other married couples who have young children. Well, the problem with that is that their young children grow up and they become teenagers. Well, then I only want to have community with young or middle-aged couples who have teenage children and so forth. And so you have this, um, uh, the the table is set to where I'm only connecting with people at my own same age demographic. And the problem with that is you never have anyone else speaking truth into your life. And so if I'm a, a young couple not yet having kids, boy, you know, I want to hear from the married couple who has uh, elementary age kids. They've gone through that infant stage. You know what? If I've got teenage kids, I want somebody who's 10 years down the road Mm. uh, with me to encourage me, to give advice. Uh, Having teens, boy, that's, that's real. That's real war. Let me tell you. Yeah. And so I I need advice, and I need people who have walked those those roads, and uh, we can do life together.
1: To to your point, uh, yesterday in our in our church, um, we had somebody who was sharing uh, when when they were younger, when they were a young married couple, and they had two boys. Now apparently, these two boys were just hellraisers. And, uh, and he just happened to be on the pastoral staff, and there was no controlling these guys, and they just felt like they were failures as parents and everything. And and in fact, I think it was so serious, uh, he said that he was about to resign. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the elders came up to him one day, who was more seasoned, and and uh, he just kind of spilled his guts to him and said, "I think you know, I, I need to resign." And and the the uh, the elderly elder. Uh, Said to him, hey, listen, you got you got two really healthy, rambunctious boys and uh, they're going to grow up and let us let us help you uh, in the process of raising them." He's Mm -hmm. like that. Just that, that very sentence just took such a burden off he and his wife. But to your point, it was. It was that younger category who was connecting with the more seasoned That's category right. that was like, "Listen, we've been down this path. That's right. I know this is fresh for you, but let's do this together." Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, even the mixing, mixing of generations is yeah, multi generational gathering
0: points is a yeah. really healthy thing for yeah. sure.
1: A couple other things that you might be interested in uh, when looking for a church: uh, does the church give? And when we say give, you know, there's there's many uh, avenues uh, that you can look. For when you when you term it, does the church give? Certainly, uh, we think of tithing. Uh, do, does the congregation give monetarily? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that, that is a sign that people trust the leadership. That there's a vision, maybe that they're giving to. Uh, uh, so it it might be of talents. Yep. Uh, but there's also other things that are uh, associated with giving.
0: Yeah, so giving our time, our talents, our treasure are really those three categories that we think about. And uh, and not just giving, I think the Bible communicates this idea of stewardship. Are we stewarding our time? So collectively as a local church, does a local church steward their time well? There are some churches that have a thousand programs. And uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, maybe those programs, if they've got you know, 50, 60 programs in the church, well, guess what? All of those programs need oversight and they need volunteers and they need finances. And you know what? Maybe uh, being a better steward of the time of the church, we can say, Hey, look, man, some of these programs, they're running our people ragged and we're running at a frenzied pace. And really they're not even helping us articulate the gospel uh, to the watching world They're not helping our people connect with one another. So they need to reevaluate the purpose of those, of those programs. But does the church give, you want to be in a place where the, the church uh, willingly involuntarily, voluntarily and open-handedly are sharing their time, are sharing their, their, their talents. How are, how has God gifted them? And then, and then of course their, their finances. So, um,
1: yeah, giving. so so th- those are all related to giving, and then uh, maybe something else that you could look for is uh, what does the church look like in re- in regards to fellowship? Do they do they get along together? Is there is um, are there times and places that uh, you can connect with other people regardless of the age? You know, do they have potluck dinners? Do they have small groups? Do they have uh, we call them ABFs. You might call them Sunday schools, but are there other times where you can just get together and fellowship yeah. and maybe watch a ball game together?
0: Yeah. And so that's that idea of is, is the church, do they have like a warm culture? Yeah. Is there an inviting nature to the church uh, or uh, does the church have kind of a series of huddles or clicks where yeah. boy, it's sure hard to get connected and and break in. And so you want to look for those quick story. uh, Naomi and I, uh, when I was finishing my undergrad, we had landed in the metropolis of Scranton, Pennsylvania, and we were looking for a church to get connected to. And we had visited uh, different churches for several weeks. And we finally uh, visited a church called uh, Grace Bible Church in Dunmore, Dunmore. Pennsylvania. And uh, we walk in there and I got to tell you, people were so kind. Now we're talking Northeast Pennsylvania. We're talking about the, the Northeast, where it's not necessarily known for their friendliness and their warmth. <laughs> and these people were great. And and right after the service, we probably had four or five people come and, hey, who are you? Oh, really like to get to know you. And then we had uh, a couple uh, who was further down the road from us. They had uh, some some kids, small kids. They invited us out for lunch right afterwards, and we didn't have any plans. And so we went out to lunch and got to know a few of those folks. That's something that you want to look for when you're connecting or looking to get connected to yeah. a local church.
1: And maybe, maybe just the last one: uh, is there a sense of joy? Or, or even, even this: don't be wowed by a church, and if it has a good show, if it has a good program, if the lights are flashing, you know, up on stage, if the worship leader is doing dances while he's singing, <laughs> you know, what? Uh, d- don't be wowed by a lot of that. Just make sure that the church is solid. Yeah. Make sure that you. Can serve um, and 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 use your gifts and abilities that the Lord uses you, and that and that you have a place where you can just connect with other people. Absolutely.
0: Right? Usually, the the church who has a very polished. Um. Corporate worship service where the music is great and the preaching is great and the PowerPoint looks good and everything just seems to. Um, m- many times it's hard to break into that church in in terms of finding a place to serve. Yeah. So I I tell uh, college students and young professionals all the time, hey, look for the uh, the ugly girl at the dance who needs a dance partner. <laughs> That's probably a crass way of saying that, but uh, you know, there's a lot of good solid churches with warm friendly people. Where there are avenues to get connected that need you. And they need your gifts, and there are places for you to get plugged in. So.
1: Hey, this has been a, this has been an interesting topic. I hope it's been helpful to you if you are uh, doing the topic of uh, looking for a church or whatever, and maybe you can encourage somebody else that you know that is in that in that boat. Hey, by the way, if you have any uh, questions uh, that you're dealing with and you would like to have answered, uh, go ahead and send those in to Brian and I. We'd love to have the opportunity to to tackle those topics uh, it's some uh, future uh, some future podcast coming down the pike. We are glad that you've joined us today on the podcast, and we'll see you next time. God bless.